This is the thing people don't understand. I'm trying to keep my composure because the pain that I'm going through has intensified almost every, gosh, D-A-M day. My specialists and hospital people are trying to stay on top of this pain. This pain is off the chart. Okay? Mentally, I'm witty. I thank God I'm still mentally there. But this pain is horrific. I feel like it's time I podcast exactly when your body's shutting down. What kind of pain you go through. Um, I haven't run across anybody express openly and freely and verbally how much pain. I think instead of seeing somebody's face of the pain they've gone through, I think we need to hear what kind of pain they're going through. This pain is off the flipping chart. I've already been in the hospital with the pain. We keep switching things around. And every time we get me on a drug, a narcotic, a strong narcotic, it's still not killing the pain. Listen to my voice. Yes, I'm completely coherent. One would think I'm not taking anything at all. Because the problem is, is we're in two situations. The pain is so intense and it's affected my intestines. Your intestines start, parts start dying off. And this is the truth. And, and I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to be brutally honest. That nerve pain when parts of your intestines start dying is off the flipping chart. It's off the chart for me right now. Um, it pushes, um, all that pushes on your spine. The tumor's pushing on my spine. Um, I could hardly sleep. I don't want to eat. Obviously, you don't want to eat. I'm forcing myself to eat. Um, like I said, Walmart delivery has been my best friend. And every time I get a delivery, and people in Indiana, you're watching how much delivery, you're probably sitting there thinking, holy cow. Delivery is there almost every other day to this woman's house. <sighs> I'm trying to find something that agrees with me. It's the truth. Um, if I had human kids, they would probably look like a hostess Twinkie. I don't know. And they would be happy. <laughs> it's one time they could stress eat, I'd allow them. Um, my fur kids are my kids. And uh, every time I get delivery, they get something. I know, boo. But this pain, I'm just sitting here in this pain. I cannot get comfortable with this pain. I have herbal heat wraps. I've got Amish heat wraps. I've got Amish roll. Uh, Timothy, God bless you, up in Wapakoneta, Ohio. Um, He has provided and sent me holistic things that they use up in the Amish country. As he said, Amish families use it. It's not working. Um, it was working for a little bit. It's not working. The pain is intense. The problem is, as they said, when these nerves start dying, the pain is really hard to control. And the problem is I'm not absorbing things right. We're supposed to go in surgically and start through the back, seeing what we could cut as far as nerves without touching the front. Um, surgeons realize that's not going to work. <sighs> Sorry, just gotta take a deep breath. It's like waves of pain. I've went back on um, nasty treatments, which completely flush your entire GI tract in like rapid pace. Um, we were hopeful that maybe that would help. It didn't help. It actually made it worse. It didn't help. Um, and maybe, as they said, we're deflating a balloon, and all of a sudden all this stuff has just now got this free space to really cause some pain. It didn't work. Um, 
I don't know. This is crazy. It is just crazy. I, um, I'm going to go back and say this again with everything I got. I would have not signed a dotted line with oncology six years ago if I had a crystal ball and could see and feel the pain that I'd be going through right now when things get so intense. Um, I'm not, as they said, an easy case to control the pain. The pain's the problem. They try and stay on top of this. Um, SH star T, I'm sorry. If I could cuss and scream right now with the pain, I would. Um, I, I wouldn't give a damn what anybody thinks or says. You, you, you. I, I don't give a damn. You're not, you're, nope. This pain is a lot. It is a hell of a lot. And I got a hell of a high tolerance of pain. And this is just, uh, it does. It takes your breath away. And the thing is, is I know I have to go back to the emergency room, back to more scans, back to more imaging, and then seeing, I, I don't know. I talked with a friend this morning, 7 a.m. I had to make a phone call. You know, I got three close friends that I can call, as I said, any time of the day. I got a support group online. Give me a call, you know, um, just to talk through this pain when it gets this intense. Because I can't, I don't, I can't hold it in. I got to verbalize it and just release that energy. The pain to me is negative energy and it got to be able to release it some way, shape or form. I mean, I have used uh, sound therapy. I've got, I mean, I got to put this video up of, of an angel releasing this energy out of her soul, um, out of her body. Um, I know it sounds crazy. <laughs> it probably sounds crazy. I literally wanted, if this podcast will show you the video. Um, it's supposed to help. It helps. If you can see the way I'm sitting and I have my body twisted like a pretzel um, just to get this pain to ease up. It's like doing a podcast audio upside down. Um, this is intense. This is intense as hell. Intense. Intense. I sit there and think, okay, go to the emergency room. We're going to run more scans than that. And then what? We already know what's going on. I don't know. I was told it because visually you're the person, you're the patient, that if you can see what you're going through, you've realized going through your chart and your medical records, it helps you. You've admitted that. And I have. But what I need is got to somehow get on top of this pain. Um, I know the last group I was with was aiming towards a pain pump. And then we realized I'm allergic to morphine. Last major surgery, I turned blue. They accidentally, the nurse, and this is the truth, accidentally gave me a shot of morphine right after surgery. Although it was on the chart, allergic to morphine. As I was told by my oncology group, I read the notes from your surgeon. Let's just say... That went up the chain of that hospital, and the nurse got highly reprim reprimanded. That, uh, that, was a, that could have been a lethal dose. Um, I do remember the surgeon yelling at the nurse. I think he thought I couldn't hear him outside the room. I can't do a pain, a pain pump because I'm allergic to morphine. Um, we're going like everything. I have tried fentanyl patches and I'm not lying I'm gonna tell you I tried try fentanyl patches we tried max and fentanyl patches um it's just it's just if I was comfortable donating my body to science they would have a field day with my body my body has done things as, as I've been told time and time again they're not normal uh 
it's not normal. Not normal. Don't see people like you very often. Um, I, I'm going to be cremated. I'm going to be placed in a beautiful angel urn that I have. Um, I have on top of right now by my TV because I think it's so beautiful. Why leave it in a box? You know, just um, brings me peace. And I've got white lights around it, Christmas lights. And I've got now a whole corner of just uh, good energy. <sighs> this is a weird position, but this is actually... This is kind of releasing the pain a little bit till I move. That's the thing. I get in a position. I told my doctors, I get in a position, I can't move. Because if I move, the pain is so intense. It takes your breath away. The problem is they said it's hard to control nerve pain when nerves are dying. Um, it's hard to control it unless you get a pain pump in you. I don't know. I go back in two weeks with the hospital, talk to surgeons and specialists to see what and how we're going to do with the pain. Um, we keep increasing the dosage of the narcotics. It's not working. The problem is they said, you're probably swallowing these pills. And the problem is, is you're not absorbing them. So when we swallow the pills, most likely, as they said, if we follow these things, they're probably just going right through you because you've had vitamins found in your lower colon on imaging. And they thought it was a camera capsule I swallowed. I'm not joking. This is the truth. It's no vitamins. They never absorb or broke down. So probably, as I said, most likely you're not. Because it's not normal to be taking um, high doses of stuff that I am. And I'm not even. I mean, I should be. I should be passed out sleeping. I'm wide awake with this pain. That I know I need to go, as I said, it's easier for me to go to the emergency room because that way they can get everything ordered. They can call, the emergency room doctors can call, you can have them call. We can get everything ordered and have it done right there instead of scheduling. So next week I have to. <sighs> Sorry. You're right through the wave of pain. So next week I got to pick a day to go to the emergency room so they can order what they need to order to figure out, okay, this intense pain's isolated. Is it coming from the tumor? Is it coming from part of the intestine dying? Is it coming from that nerve pain? Um, still want me to do, call them treatment from hell, intestinal treatments, just to flush me out, keep flushing me out. I'll show you a picture of stuff. We're trying everything. Um, making sure to keep my body flushing out because opiates will slow everything. But the problem is it's not slowing everything like they thought. Excuse me. Nausea is a big thing too. People who are going through intense pain like I am, you'll respect. I hope it's not inspiring you to have pain, but I hope this podcast, really this is for me and for my doctors, but I hope this inspires a podcast for people in my shoes right now. You got to get that pain. You got to release it. You got to release that. I call it negative energy. You got to get it out. I'll put a video afterwards what I'm going to watch when I stop this podcast. And I just focus on the angel and everything being released from her. And I'm not joking. I literally, this is really good therapy going through pain. Um, I've tried every holistic treatment possible. It's not working. I think, my God, 
Do we die and go through this amount of pain? I don't think this is normal. Um, I would never sign the line with oncology. I would never. Um, I would never with those treatments if I knew the end result was I was going to suffer like no tomorrow when things started getting really, really bad. Um, I could not. Uh, no. Uh, I got a wheelchair um, to be able at least to go to the trails, but the pain is not under control, so I'm not even able to use a wheelchair. We talked about using an electric wheelchair. Um, I don't even know if my insurance will even cover that. I don't know. I only have so much um, allowed per year on medical equipment. <clears throat> Excuse me. I need to... Um, couple of my friends said what I need to as I said you need to sign you need to set up something you need to set up some kind of account you need to set this up oh god I'm sorry I just have to ride through the pain as I said you need to set up some kind of account you got to start setting this up Kim uh, as the specialist said, this is not getting any better. There's no more miracles. We can't, you know. I need, I need to this week. Um, I need to start setting stuff up. I think it's just pride. I had somebody that literally would make fun of GoFundMe and things and say it was ridiculous. And, and their opinion was this family should help out when people get sick in the family and they should front costs and they should help out and do what they need to do, especially if people have money. You shouldn't go to GoFundMe. Well, there's a lot of people that don't, they don't have any other option but GoFundMe and set up accounts. They don't have that support and help. They have to go in alternate ways. So that's why companies and websites and people set up things like that to help people and usually the people who set this stuff up are the people who have went through it they know what it's like to struggle what people don't understand is the medical costs are absolutely crazy um my insurance is not kicking in a lot of stuff um rare cancer institutes continue with my case but they will only cover so much and some of these drugs are not covering the drug that we picked up that was ridiculously expensive didn't work or I wouldn't be in this kind of pain it didn't work it didn't work I want to be able to get on the damn trails d-a-m I want to be able to flip in be able to go out and get on a trail I'm not asking to go anywhere I'm not asking on a trip I'm not asking for diamonds I'm not asking for coach purses I'm not asking for for $15,000 ring I'm, I'm not asking for a Corvette I'm not I'm not asking for, you know, my house to look like freaking HDTV, freaking Liberace and, and all white. I'm not asking for that. I'm not materialistic. I'm asking for something money can't buy. I just want to go out and breathe in air and be on a trail. And right now, I don't give a damn. My ego is out the door. If somebody can wheel me around in a wheelchair, I'm fine. Electric wheelchair, wheelchair. I was told, is really what I should be able and should use. That's great, but I can't get the hell out because of the freaking pain.
But I need to. I, I got to get together. I had a hospice call a week ago. I need to call Brian back with hospice. Um, as I was told, this is the next step is hospice. You are on the next step. Because as the doctor said, we're having a hard time managing this pain. I'm back in two weeks at the hospital. Figure out what's next. Hospice can give me things that, as the surgeons say, we can't. They also can offer a lot of the support, the emotional support that you need, that they don't feel, well, let's face it, I'm not getting from the people I should have got it from. They're just sitting back waiting for me to die. Yeah, that's being honest. I'm entitled to feel that way. I need to, as people have told me, you need to set up an account. So if people can help you or if somebody has access to something and maybe, you know, not talking monetary, but if somebody has access to something or a company is willing and they can donate and they write it off and really it's free because they get their money back, something or anything you need to help you, you need to be able to do it because you've helped out everybody your whole life. It's okay to ask for help. The thing is, is I respect what people are saying, but it's really been hard because I keep got, I got pushback from years from people who basically would instill that I shouldn't ask for help. I'm trying to get that part of brainwashing, I call it, reversed in my mind. I'm slowly getting there. This is a text message from people within communities, church communities, and people that I've known as their friends, and people are connecting me just through friends that I've known in Ohio and through churches I was involved with that... Um, Last week was the first time I actually saw um, I asked Eric I don't know if it podcasts this probably not. I asked Eric I need you to go across the state because I can't drive and they know I can't. Um, and they said they want me to pick up some stuff. Um, that part of uh, the community and groups they have I watch a podcast and they want to help. He came back with things that um, this is the truth. I cried. I cried. I literally, I'm thinking, why am I crying? These people are helping. I realized I cried because I've needed help for a while. and I've asked for help. And my help was denied. And I got met with excuses by the people that should have helped me. And they left me. And I realized the kindness of strangers. And I always say the good soul still exists. I got to see real Real action by real hands, helping hands, what help means. And it doesn't mean taking a church, uh, marketing stuff and throwing it on a driveway. That's not what churches do. Churches should be there to help you. I'm saying this on a Sunday's the truth. Churches, your marketing material doesn't help people that are suffering and dying. What helps is when you get groups together in your churches and what's successful is when the actions are there and they're physically helping people that need help, no matter what that means. Because I'm not the only one in the world now that needs help. And you don't have to be sick in my position and need help because everybody does. The churches and church communities should be doing everything they can to physically help, to get the groups together, to get the youth groups together, to get the shut-in groups together that visit people that are sick and they can't get out and they need help like me. You don't need to be 80 or 90 to need help. 
people get sick. Sickness does not discriminate by age, race, or color. It can strike at any time. And the end of the journey can strike at any time too. I'm thankful to connected through some really great churches in Ohio in my lifetime to be part of. And now that it's a lot of them have moved on to different churches and reconnecting with friends and those that I've sang with in the choir and, you know, have known for years. And to just continue on where we left off over the years. But the help was physical. It's emotional support. Simple text messages like I get from people who really care. They're not doing this for an actor's show. Doing this because they care. There's still good people in the world. It puts faith that there is. Leaving marketing material and throwing it in somebody's driveway is it's not helping churches. You're not helping people at all doing that. You can't knock on a door. You leave somebody something that they can, you can help them with. You can start by people, you know. Churches are like that. Instead of leaving material things, okay, instead of putting that money in marketing stuff, why don't you put that money in creating care baskets? Why don't you put that money into creating, like they have these meal programs where people sign up on a calendar and every day a person signs up to leave a meal to somebody, Okay. There's things I have to rely on Eric right now for. Not a lot, but there's things. Um, there's things he agreed on and notarized and legal with an attorney he agreed on. And there's some things that he's no longer a part of. Um, and other people have taken over. When it comes to will, medical directives, and all that stuff in Indiana, it's all been said, done, sealed, signed, notarized. Um I got to get. <sighs> so much freaking pain. Can't imagine. I tried to think in my mind, okay, what are we going to see on the scan this time? I don't even know. But I got to know because I know physically when I know what I'm battling and I can see it face to face on imaging. Excuse me. Then it just, for some reason for me, it produces this extra strength um, to fight a little bit harder, you know? But that's what church, churches need to do and church communities and groups. We need to quit wasting money on marketing and you need to start putting the money where it counts. And it's helping people physically. Help them cut the grass. Help them do yard work. You seem struggling help. How can I help you? People, if you need help, don't be afraid to ask it. You're in a position, you're in transition, you're going through like what I am. Don't be afraid to ask for help. You don't have to be part of a church to ask for help. I've been part of enough churches in my lifetime and communities and groups and churches, and you don't need to be a church member to ask for help. Churches should help everyone, not just your congregation, but outside too. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Call a church, ask for help. What can you do to help me? That's it. If you see somebody struggling and you're in a church community, what can I do to help you? What do you need? What do you need? I do a lot. I'm going to do a lot of podcasting. I said I'm not going to 
I will not die in vain. I will not die. Um, no. I won't go down quietly. <laughs> I think anybody who knows me knows I, um, I won't go down quietly. But I'll go down peacefully. <laughs>